We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Much of the country is mourning for the late vocalist Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. Few entertainers have the R-E-S-P-E-C-T that Aretha had. She died earlier this month, leaving behind a rich legacy of music and musical interpretation. There are memorial tributes all week long, and her funeral service is Friday. We did not know until recently that one of Ms. Franklin's longtime friends is one of our own St. Louis jazz vocalist Denise Times. Denise joins me in studio to remember the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. A difficult week, Denise, for you, I would think, after all those years that you knew uh, Aretha Franklin. Difficult month. Yeah, yeah. You know, since, you know, I I sort of had sort of a, you know, pre-information that, you know, it was going down and it was getting worse. And, you know, it's just been really, really hard. I've never mourned so yeah. hard for a celebrity status kind of person, but who I had the blessings of knowing on a personal level. She had it. No cancer is good, but she had a bad one, pancreatic cancer. Yep. Are you at all surprised at the amount of attention that her passing has received? I mean, it's been ongoing since the news broke. Not at all. I mean, for a woman who has been in this business for 50 years at least and and, and so many Grammys, and oh. I think she has like 18 Grammys, uh, to her credit, and uh, and and just the, you know, she's just been the very fiber of the music here in America. In so many different contexts too. I mean, she wasn't she wasn't uh, just one genre. She could she could hit them all. She could about. hit them all. Yeah. She started off, believe it or not, with blues. I mean, even though she had her gospel background, mm-hmm. but when she actually came out, her first recording was a blues recording. Yeah. yeah. How how did you come to know her? My dad, uh, the late mm-hmm. Lou Father Times, mm-hmm. who's a radio legend, sure. and uh, f- my dad uh, promoted concerts in the late 60s, and uh, I believe it was around 68 or 69 that he had Aretha, um, I, I, the, the, the name of the place, but I know some people will remember it, but I remember it being a place that I think Chuck Berry owned and it was some kind of farm or something, but it was a big outdoor venue. Mm-hmm. And they would do concerts out there. And Dad promoted her a couple of times, and she was, you know, came to our home, and my mom fixed breakfast and that good stuff. What was she like? Off stage, what was she like? During the time that I met Aretha as a young girl, uh, she was very quiet. And um, she was married uh, then to a man by the name of Ted. And, uh, and so Ted did all the talking <laughs> for her, you know. Um, the, the woman that I met, um, you know, around the time I did her concert and, I mean, her uh, birthday and et cetera, very feisty, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, no-nonsense, uh, you know, definitely crossed her T's and dotted her I's, you know, in a good way, mm-hmm. and uh, took the business very serious. Tell us about the birthday. Well, I got a call. Um, from this unknown caller, and uh, the voice on the other end asked to speak with me, and I very begrudgingly said, speaking, because I thought it was a telemarketer, 
and um, and she said, "Hi, Denise. This is Aretha Franklin." But I didn't recognize her voice, and uh-huh. plus, you know, with not seeing, you know, the, being an unknown caller, and I, you know, she, I'm still a fan, so it was like still a shock. <laughs> And uh, she mentioned all the details and wanted me to come to her party. It was at the Ritz-Carlton in uh, New York City. Ooh. And uh, it was attended by some very, you know, high-profile names. And Denzel Washington was doing a um, a play on Broadway. He came over to give her a kiss on the cheek and wish her a happy birthday. You know, Charlie Rangel, Congressman Charlie Rangel, mm-hmm. um, Judge Mathis, um, Quite quite a few um, celebrities that, you know, I just can't even name. It was so many. That's going to be matched plus uh, this week at the various tributes that are being uh, all week long until mm-hmm. the funeral on, mm-hmm. on, on Friday. On Friday. You know, we, we have a number of recordings here that, that you selected from uh, mm-hmm. by Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't really know the names of some uh-huh. of these things. And that's, uh-huh. and that's why they're on the list. Right? <laughs> Tell us why you selected these songs. Then we'll hear some of them. Because, you know, the first selection, mm-hmm. which was Respect, you know, yeah. I mean, that that's almost her... You know her, her. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, help me. I couldn't think of the name, yeah. but everybody knows that song. You know that uh, you hear it and you know who it is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, of course, Chain of Foods and Doctor Feel Good. Mm-hmm. You know those. You know songs are make Aretha. You know, who, uh, everybody can identify. So I mentioned to Mary, I said, Mary, do these songs because we don't hear them enough, with the exception of maybe one or two of them that I have on the list. But there's a couple on there. That Spirit in the Dark and Good to Me as I Am to You, we don't hear that much. Well, let's start with Good to Me as I Am to You. And, and this uh, was the on the album when she first came out, that blues album. So it goes all the way back. Mm-hmm. Good to Me as I Am to You. Mm-hmm. voice. It's hard to imagine a voice like that being silent, as it unfortunately is now. Yes, and that's exactly how I feel about that, Don. You just really put it in a nutshell. It's like, to not be able to hear this voice anymore. Well, we can, but you know, we're not going to hear anything new, but we've got just a treasure trove of of her music. Yeah. Um, How old was she she when she did this, do you think? Aretha was still in her 30s. When she did this this album, she yeah. could she could really knock it out. when yeah. she was much younger than that. Oh, I mean, she yes. started when she was a, just a kid. Absolutely, she's been doing. She's she was doing this thing for a very very long time. You know, of course, growing up in her dad's church. 
in I, Detroit. I yeah. wanted to get to her dad because her dad, uh, in his own right, was quite a guy. What What do you know about him? I don't know very much about Reverend C. L. Franklin, other but, than um, if he were around today, um, his church was what we would call in African American culture a mega church, mm-hmm. and uh, he would be, you know, the one of the pastors, you know, top. Uh, ranking well, he had a, ministers. He, he was known nationally. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, he was, that's what I'm saying, you know, he was still very um, wide known, mm-hmm. widely known, you know, during that time. But today he would really be something, you know, in terms of what some of the churches are, you know. And doing. he used to draw not only crowds in the church, but celebrities also. I mean, Absolutely. He, she, she grew up in a celebrity world. She did. I, I, I suppose that would make it easier for her uh, to, to achieve celebrity of her own and kind of know what that was all about. Yes and no. Uh, of course it did because she had access to, you know, different people. But, I mean, you know, somebody's got to like you in the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Aretha was liked. She had a sound that no one else had. Mm-hmm. And that that is what got her, you know, to where, you know, she, she was. And uh, she just had a sound that no one else had. Aretha, in my opinion, set a precedence of how singers should really sound. Well, how should it, uh, as she influence you? Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the <clears throat> songs that I was singing the mirror and do. Early. That one, it ain't no way. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, if I could just sing like this, you know, I, I would be so happy. So I emulated her a lot. I never had a chance to, as a little girl, to, you know, sing for her, which is what I wanted to do when she would come to our home. Mm-hmm. But to have done her birthday party and to sit stand there and watch her watch me mm-hmm. saying, oh, wow. Don, that was just, I, I, I mean, I had to fight back the tears the whole time I was doing it. I, I'm almost doing that as you tell the story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that just has to be such a re- yeah, remarkable thing. It was. You, know, you know, one of the things that struck me, uh, I didn't really know much about her early years until uh, she passed away, but she had a really rough start. I mean, she was, she had her first child when she was a teenager, mm-hmm. a young teenager. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pull out of a situation like that. She had had another one, mm-hmm. and yet uh, it didn't stop the trajectory. Well, you know, she had a village. Yeah. You know, she had support. You know, uh, believe it or not, having a child at 12 at that time still was not something very, very bad mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. her mother and her mother's mother and so forth, you know, they had their children at 11 and mm-hmm. 12 and 13 years old. My mm-hmm. grandmother had her first child at 13. Mm-hmm. So my great grandmother, should I say, mm-hmm. you know, had her first child at thirteen. So it was still kind of okay, mm-hmm. but you know, today it's it's a little you know, brow raising. Well, thank God there was the village because yeah. uh, th- that's almost impossible yeah. to dig out of that kind yeah. of. Yeah, so she had a lot of support from her family, her sisters, you know, and and everybody. She had a lot of support. Let's uh, listen to a little bit more of her music. The next one I have on my list here is "Spirit in the Dark." Yes, what can you tell me about that? I mean, it's it's it, it, it's uh, typical Aretha. It it allows her to uh, uh, her church roots and to put it in a song that everybody can still like, even though it has a very strong gospel flavor to it. Yeah, once again, it's a little bit different sound than mm-hmm. we heard earlier, but mm-hmm. certainly it takes it back to her roots. Yes. Getting the spirit in the dark. I'm getting 
Aretha Franklin, Spirit in the Dark. I'm Don't telling you, you feel that? I, I practically have to tie, <laughs> tie you down when she's doing and that. And she wrote that song. Oh, did she really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did she write many? Yeah, she wrote uh, quite a few. You know, there were some that she slid through that. Um, she wrote, um, of course, she wrote Respect and um, um, Spirit in the Dark. Uh, I think she wrote Good to Me as I Am to You. I think really, she did. Really. I'm not sure about that one. One uh, we'll have a chance to hear, I hope, uh, in the time that we have. Uh, she did not write, I know, The Natural Woman. No, she Carol, didn't. Carol, that was Carol King. King. <laughs> <laughs> Another pretty talented young lady, oh, I'll tell you. Oh, my gosh. Isn't she remarkable? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people saw the Kennedy Awards when Aretha sang oh, Natural Woman that. to her, and Carol was just about to go out of her mind. <laughs> she, she looked in, in her chair just like you looked when we were, play, when we were playing that music before. You couldn't hold her. How do you select music? How do you, and therefore by extension, someone like Aretha, select what you're going to decide to sing? I think for Aretha, um, it, it's not so much a matter of selecting what she's going to sing, but she she wrote, you know, how mm. she felt and, and what she was going through in her personal life. Mm. And so a lot of these songs, not until later on in the 90s, most everything else we heard what Aretha was feeling mm. and what she was going through you know unfortunately she had some unhealthy marriages mm. you know as well and um and so we 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 just heard her life through all that Dr. Feelgood and and all of that uh for me uh I can't if I don't feel it I can't sing it mm-hmm. if it doesn't relate to me or if it doesn't if it doesn't have a message where everybody can feel it and relate to it, um, I can't do it. It just has to be something that uh, connects with me. The, the difficulty she had in her life, the, the, the difficult times, the emotional, personal times, did that inform her music at all? Do you think that influenced her, anything about the way she performed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, sometimes Aretha you know, would be in a concert and, you know, whatever she felt. I mean, sometimes, you know, a few times she, I remember one St. Louis, you know, concert and she wasn't at her best, Mm. you know, and it's because she was going through a lot and, you know, it just kind of took the, you know, got the best of her, you know, in her performance, you know, because Rita was very real and, um, you know, she didn't, it's not like she didn't care, but, you know, her feelings were her feelings. Uh, our producers are just pointing out to me that uh, that uh, 
people should know, but most don't, that she was a pretty good piano player. Too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. She started that at a very young mm-hmm. age, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That have to do with the church, the church life. The oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't ever remember reading, hearing where she was classically trained yeah. on the piano. I have it now. Maybe your producer can come up with something. <laughs> and let me know. But I've always known her to be almost self-taught. You know, most of it was. You know, there, there are more than a few that that uh, that that applies to, and I think of Earl Garner. Earl Garner uh, from Montclair, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I might point out, mm-hmm. um, he, he never had a lesson in his life. Right. And, and boy, that gentleman could sit down at a, on a telephone book, oh, as yeah. we all know, <laughs> the Manhattan Telephone That's Directory, because right. he was so small. But mm-hmm. never, never had a lesson in his yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Let's listen to another. Uh, this one is giving him something he can feel. Yeah. What's, this is the most recent recording. It was from uh, a movie called Sparkle, and Aretha did the soundtrack to this movie giving him something he can feel. Give him something that he can feel. Mm-hmm. I'm always intrigued by the background singers. Oh. Who are these ladies? I mean, they're, I'm sure all of them are really pretty good in their mm-hmm. own individual right. Aretha's background singers early on was a combination of her sister, some of her friends, and some of the women that were in her dad's church. Mm-hmm. And so uh, recent, I can't you know speak for who were her background singers, but... Um, Early on, her sister Carolyn was uh, a huge part of the sound for her background singing, especially in the song Ain't No Way, when we hear that woman's uh, high high notes in the the background, that's Carolyn doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so many of them are as gifted singers, Mm -hmm. as as we indicated uh, early on. She was very strong in the social conscience department as well, wasn't she? I mean, she was a big force. Uh, in the 60s, acquainted with uh, Dr. King and was a part of all of that. And, you know, when I look back on that and and read that about Aretha, you know, she had a choice. And she could have just continued singing, Mm -hmm. you know, her pop music and making her money and everything. But for her to, you know, to lend her voice in whichever way that she could towards, you know, the social movement, Mm -hmm. she's, uh, she's, I, I think she should be highly commended for that. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it wasn't easy. I think if you're you're trying to maintain a, a high public profile and be popular and absolutely done, yeah. that's yeah. right. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, she made a choice, and you know sometimes those choices are not so popular. Yeah. So, but her music continued to sell. Are you going to be able to be a part of any of the uh, tributes uh, this week? 
Unfortunately, I am not because they've got Jennifer Hudson and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> oh, so everybody, who are they? Right, who are they? <laughs> so yeah, they've they've really they've just kind of taken it on the celebrity um, role. They're they're rolling with that. Well, yeah. you're a celebrity. You're certainly well, you're, you're certainly you know. are a celebrity, well, and you can you. handle a, a song pretty well. <laughs> well, so thank let's you. Let's not deny that. Uh, as our time winds down. Uh, very quickly, the, the, when you think of Aretha Franklin, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, soulful, beautiful, and just um, outstanding. Indeed. Let's go out on listening to uh, Natural Woman, because I think that's another one many people associate with uh, Aretha Franklin. Denise Times, thank you so much. Thank you. For being with us and sharing your thoughts on this remarkable lady. That's it for today. We listen to Aretha. Tomorrow on St. Louis on the Air, we'll talk about dealing with workplace bullying, cruelty, and other behaviors that can contribute to a toxic job situation. We'll also take a look at the 23rd annual Big Muddy Blues Festival on the riverfront over Labor Day weekend. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. The program's a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.